I think my staff's getting tired of me quoting Marshawn Lynch, but like he still said it best. Like he's about that action, right? Like, like on purpose, no matter where the location of the pitch is, you crazy fool. Like I'm telling you right now, there is not one hitter on the planet. Fellas, fellas, fellas. Yeah, I don't know about that, but you know what? I'll save it for 12 months from now. We'll talk about it in 12 months. <laughs> that dugout we got Bo and Joe coming up next on the farm system right here right now fellas 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 welcome back to another episode of the farm unfiltered and the ladies ladies all the single ladies all the single ladies no, <laughs> boy, boy, we getting a little. One of these times, we're gonna have the music in there in the intro. Yeah, figure it out. Yeah, we gonna get that in there. We gonna we we got some. We got that. We getting it in. We getting we getting going. We getting going. What's going on, Bo? Oh, uh, Joey haircuts. I got the hat on today. First time I brought the hat out in a while, but yeah, I'm not know. gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I did fix and put my hair up after the gym. I got out the shower and I put it mm-hmm. up right before the podcast. Tell you what, I, first leg day in about a month, I yeah. just wasn't feeling the hair after, man. I just, I can barely walk. It's I'm hard. Like, I'm sitting it's down hard. Right now. I, I, I literally was having that conversation today. Um, I was like, uh, someone was talking about working out and I was like, I was like, yeah, like I still work out like an athlete. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, I, um, I got away from, for a little while, sort of working out and I started doing things where it's like, okay, leg day, arm day, you know, back day, all the, you know, buys and tries, whatever, or, or back yeah. and buys or, che- or, or, or chest and tries, whatever, you know, all these things that all these, you know, bodybuilder more type workouts. And then I went yep. back to like, when I used to train in college, that's not how we trained. You know, right. we did legs every day. Yeah. You know, something, but, some compound leg movement. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I'm going to say is like, for example, right? Like you go into the gym. It's like every day I hit legs. Every day I hit a large part more of my body. Because again, when you're training, when you're actually playing, right? Like you're hitting your entire body all day long. Right. You know I'm you're using your arms, you're using your legs, you're doing all these things. And, it, and also too, it helps it so I can recover, right? If I just absolutely destroy my legs, when well, I can't do legs for a week, you know? Right. It might be five right. days or something like that before I can do legs again, right? Yeah. Rather than yep. right now, I can again, functional, do functional leg stuff. And again, I'm still, my legs are still getting stronger. Right. I'm getting stronger right. to work out, but at the same time I can, you know, do those things. So I, I, I also say there's a lot of, um, um, and this had nothing to do. We didn't talk about any of this before what we were going to talk about, but it's just no. combo wise no. um, of just being as well as like people want to look like athletes, but they don't want to train like an athlete. If you want to look 100%. like an athlete, like you have to train like an athlete. And, and again, not saying right. that you can't have these other days. Like, again, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get on the S and C side, but there is always a time and a place right. To do all of those right. things. Um, right. But, you know, yeah. again, I, I still train like that where, you know, again, I'm right. maybe I do deadlifts, right. And I get done with deadlifts and I go hit back and then I hit some chest and then, you know, then I'll, you know, I don't know, maybe do add some forearms in or something like that. And then boom, I go and uh, go do core, right. a whole bunch of core stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I've always so. worked out how you started the conversation, the bodybuilders, Yeah, my dad, football player, I've yeah. always trained that way, even functionally when I was in college, I'd still always, I mean, yeah. do bias, you know, try it. What's, what's the saying? Curls every day, curls for the girls. Curls for the girls. But, baby. I mean, we shot some content this last weekend 
and I haven't been training functionally and that showed pretty quick. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I still got it enough to make it look kind of pretty, but I mean, as soon yeah. as you lose that functional training, well, it's like you kind of forget you're an athlete a little bit. Well, and that's the thing too. And also too, people also remove, um, the, the functional training side from like, again, you're, you're being an athlete every day by playing baseball. You're doing agility mm-hmm. every single day, going back for a changing direction, doing all this athletic stuff. It's like, it's like, I, I swear to you, I swear to you, when I got designated as a PO for a short mm-hmm. brief period of time, we probably yeah. should have stayed there. Okay. <laughs> when, when I got designated as a PO for a short period of time, I can't tell you how quickly. And again, maybe it was in my brain, but I swear to you, I felt so unathletic. Be- oh, yeah. But, but, and we talked about, yeah. Movements. And then we, I mean, we used to talk about that again. Like, again, um, we used to talk about that as well as like you stop hitting, you stop taking ground balls, you stop, you know, and again, you might get PFPs or yep. something, right? But like, you're not tracking as much stuff in the outfield. Like, right. It's, it's just so there's it's so different well you know and that's what we always would joke joey is that i'm kind of goofy like just the way i move yeah. and i think i train played you play baseball your whole life you're the motor skills there like the fine motor skill proprioception but now i'm starting to just get goofy again i'm like i need to start swinging <laughs> or i mean you know what i'm saying like i'm not the most athletic guy but yeah you, you got a good level of proprioception and as soon as you start and you, you don't even realize it until yeah. you stop training and playing and then you're like wow maybe i am just a washed up old fart yeah you know like the spatial awareness like and that's another thing too is again i i, th- I think about that at the gym all the time it's like all these bodybuilders it's like can you watch that try to watch that guy do anything that's athletic right like yeah you're right old so bro like and yeah you can pull some weight but even too a lot of bodybuilders really can't pull a ton of weight like oh no again they're they're no. cns is they, more built for volume Right. Right. Everything's built for volume and that's how they get the size. But um, again, right. like I was doing that today, I had to, I, I, I brought somebody with me to gym today and we started going through a dynamic warm up. Right. Like I still do a dynamic warm up before I start working right. out. And so I started mm-hmm. going through my dynamic warm up in the, in the back hallway as I'm getting ready. And uh, they're like, you know, I'm just doing like high knees and I'm doing like karaoke with a high knee. Mm-hmm. Like I'm adding, you know, our, our the lunge series and all the stuff to get, get, you know, um, some T spine right. into my hips and do all this stuff. Right. And it's like, that is He's like, extreme, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Like extremely athletic for a lot of people that don't right. like, that's just the dynamic warmup that has nothing to do with right. anything, you know? So, right. but I mean, I, I guess I, again, like, which is funny is how this all like tails back is, is with that is like, obviously that's just some like foundational stuff that baseball players and stuff do every single day. Um, right. But you and I were talking about before we, we got on is really, um, um rudy garcia if you guys remember that episode again it's like our third most listened to episode yeah, our guy rudy um, my hard boy rudy um <laughs> he mentioned he mentioned a little while back it was like uh i guess some uh, i forgot who it was somebody was going back and forth with me on 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 social media it might have been tm who knows so uh, <laughs> don't what it's almost like voldemort like voldemort like right not supposed to say can't anything. say his name <laughs> Right. <laughs> he who we do not speak of. <laughs> oh, that's so classic. But in any case, we're like going back and forth. We're going back and forth about something. And he's like, and he's, he's like, Joey's like, and obviously he's, you know, we train a lot of his players. Right. Um, right. And he's, uh, you know, on the development side. And, and so if you guys haven't listened to how he runs his organization, again, he, they won a, a bunch of world series 
and like yep. he runs a you know development organization and he he outsources his development when it comes to skilled things like again uh, hitting or pitching or like snc he outsources all of that and all he takes care of is the field stuff like how they run their defense you know again like um their plays you know again uh their bundy again their their bunting strategies uh the relays you know all the field stuff he takes care of right. all that and then he outsources all of their their skill development to uh like other organizations and he used to outsource it to one way back in the day so right um and it's still so i think still quite a few players mind yeah i still away. i still so, think they do yeah so in any case um in any case like that's a big um you know obviously a very different but one of the things he said to, uh, he said to me one day was like joe it's it's crazy because like sometimes um you know what can what can happen is you can lap somebody like think of again like if you're on a track like if you guys have you all went to high school that had the, the football track right around the track yeah so he's like it's like you know, it's like you can lap somebody and then when you come back, they actually think that they're ahead because you've already, right. you've already lapped them. Right. Right. And so, um, that can happen a lot with information. I put it, for example, I want to give you an example sure. of when it's happened to me. Right. Yeah. Um, when I started diving into a lot of the new school stuff, Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so in light of this new data technology, you know, skill acquisition, I started getting into these like philosophies. Right. Right. Um, I, again, obviously there was a lot of hitting coaches that had a lot of experience in the field, a lot of experiential knowledge. Right. Right. Uh, that I didn't, I just didn't have yet. Right. And so what happened was I started going this route of like learning skill acquisition, learning these things. And again, almost thinking like, when you first come out of school, like you have a curriculum, right? You've learned all of these things, but in reality, right. again, it's, it, you need to take all that, but there's, there's so many books that haven't been written as much books as there are, right? As many books right. as there are in the world, there's so many books that haven't been written on, or, or again, conceptualized or um, made digestible or, you know, all these things yet, right? All, all these complex problems. And especially too, people that are usually working the front line or on the cutting edge, they usually don't have time to write a book. Yeah. You know, usually right. like five or six years later, there's finally a book that yeah. gets, that comes out when things slow down or whatever that is. Right. Right. Um, right. They well, often just, say, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. What are you going to say? I was going to say they're, they're finding researching, making this information for the books to come behind. Them. Yeah, exactly. And it's right. almost too like in school, when you come out of school, you get your degree. You're usually like what, like, six seven years behind yeah. at least yep. almost sometimes a decade behind what common practice is because by the yep. time they take that information they make it digestible they put it into a book and they then they also too then they create the different volumes and they add certain things but still it's like man we actually don't even teach that anymore or it's good for you right. to understand that and it's good for you to understand why uh we don't like again if you don't understand like darwin's like basic principles within like skill acquisition right um, and again, like in the same way, like it helps us understand the building of, okay, there's a simplistic model. This is why this one doesn't complete the picture. This is why we had to go to right. a new model. That's why we went to this model. So knowing where you've been can give you direction on, you know, where to go and what options, again, obviously why they went and why we do the things that we do. Right. And so right. it's so good for you to learn all those things, but it just it gets to the point of like you needing to know again learns so many things so for right. example a lot of times i started 
learning through these things. I'm, I'm going, I'm in some ways reinventing the wheel, trying to apply these things over to baseball. And then when I would go full circle, I would come back and be like, man, Mike Easler's drill was so good. Right. It was so good. And again, if you guys don't know, I've listened to podcasts like Mike Easler was a big influence on me. Um, again, he coached like 15, 15 years or 17 years in the big leagues and played for like 15 or something. So right. um, 15 for 15, you know, on both sides of the ball. <laughs> um, and then again, he still coaches people here, here in Vegas. And so again, there's a lot of drills and stuff that I, you know, was around when I was younger, when he was doing with pro guys. And I start to realize again, he might've not known the science and all the right. things behind it, but I had another, you know, I went the other way. I learned all the science and then backtracked it. And I was like, man, it connected the dot of why that drill was so good. But again, I had, I, he had lapped me in experience, probably quadrupled, right. Right. Me in ex- experience. And so yep. here I am going like, Oh, like, man, we're just gonna have these guys swing this bat as hard as we can. Here we go. We're going right. to, we're going <laughs> to, we're going to do all these new innovative thing, all these things. Right. And don't get me wrong. This is not, don't hear what I'm not saying. This is not an excuse not to learn. It's not right. because there's a lot of right. things that again, down this windy path, right. That I learned all the science behind all these things so that I could create new drills. And there's so many things that I do right. now that I had no idea from before. And again, we're doing, you know, cutting edge stuff in the sense of being crazy results that nobody was, was doing at the time. So this isn't an excuse right. to not learn, but just understanding that sometimes we get stuck in that, that, yeah. you know, again, I, I, you might think you're ahead, but meanwhile, the guy's already lapped you four times and he's came and he's made it simple. He's made it digestible. Mm-hmm. He's what he not, it's not watered down. He's cut the fluff. Right. right? And, and, and found the best ways to teach it or the cues that he's using, or, you know, again, the process that he's going through. And yeah. uh, sometimes we think we're being innovative, but we might be adding complexity. Right. right. And that's part of the process. You know, there is right. some complexity, think, obviously, in being innovative. Right. I think that there's a certain foundational knowledge that you need just to be able to run around the track. And this is what my dad used to say, because we had this argument all the time. My dad dropped out of school at 19, started a business. And by the time he was 24, he ran a multi-million dollar business. And here I come graduating with a degree. And I walk in there thinking, I'm, you know, he's like, you might know the information, son, but I've lapped your information with, with my innovation, innovative knowledge. And a lot of people think they're being innovative because they know the information, but that's, that's just the base foundation where yeah. these guys lap you is that now they're taking the information that we know or that's accepted or whatever, and they've taken it a step further. And just because it's not empirical research or observation, a lot of people don't accept that. But in yeah. 10, 15 years, that will be the, what they're reading in textbooks. But if you're waiting for the textbooks to come out, you're getting yeah. lapped again. You know, yeah. those guys are another five, six, seven years ahead of you. And it does get hard because it's like, where do we navigate and what, where do we want to spend our time when it comes yeah. to that stuff? Because you can run down the wrong branch. You could spend four or five, six, seven years studying the wrong thing, which happens. Sure. That's, that does happen. I mean, for sure. there's a reason some of these businesses, it takes 18, 19 years for them to really, because it is trial and error. Um, and not everybody has the luxury to do that, but I think all of this starts in the very beginning. We talked about this before with like the blind spots, being able to realize that like this guy might be lateral to me, but that's because he's already 
way ahead of me. <laughs> and my yeah. dad always used to say that we might hold the same position in like the professional field, but that doesn't mean that we're, we have the same amount of knowledge. It doesn't. Sure. And it doesn't sure. mean we have the same amount of experience just because we're both business owners. Doesn't mean that I'm not light years ahead of you. And Correct. being able to uh, have those blind spots or people in your personal awareness is huge because yeah. if you don't have that, you're going to get left behind. Yeah. I'm going to say that, you I'm going to say that, that again, Maxwell quote again, like our ability to grow is based on our ability to self-assess. Like right. our ability to grow is based on our ability to self-assess. So we can't grow in an area that we don't can't have an identified that we need to grow. So I used to do this. This used to be a practice that I would do. Right. And so I would, I would make a, make a document. And again, maybe I, I know I always say that I'm like, maybe we'll make a document, <laughs> but I used right. to make this document and I used to write it in my journal. And I would, I would write out what are the areas that I know that I need to get better at. Mm. Okay. Now let's create a plan of how I you know plan to get better in those areas. Right? right. Now that's one way to do things, right? That's one way to do it. But in reality, again, for, um, you know, there's a lot of ways we could do that. The problem is, though, is we can't grow in the areas that we don't know that we need to grow, right? And right. that's where, again, trying to increase my self-awareness, right? Mm -hmm. And also trying to put people around me. And I think that's a big thing, too, Bo, I think as we get into is, again, this all, all this stuff comes to a lot of self-awareness, right? Mm -hmm. So, right how do, and, and this comes back to our, our series that we did on blind spots, right? right. If you want to build more self-awareness, again, looking into that blind spot series was really good um, that we did before. Mm -hmm. um, right. But again, just to give you guys some highlights, putting people around you, right. That are going to be honest with you. And again, give you good uh, and, and feedback with love. Right. Right. And again, have your intentions in not to break you down, but to build you up. There's, that's the biggest right. difference behind um, people talking, you know, and us, you guys having this, these conversations is, is someone having the conversations with you because they're trying to build you up, right? Or is somebody having these conversations because they're trying to break you down, right? And the intention behind all of those are very important. Uh, again, right. setting up alarms, uh, setting up, uh, setting up uh, boundaries, or when you know that you start to go outside of these things and it gives you some awareness, like, whoa, I said I was never going to do this. Well, and, and for example, um, I know we just did a mental health, you know, thing and I don't want to get crazy, but it, I, again, the idea that popped in my head is again, for example, let's say in your head, like, again, um, you said that you were, you know, never going to, uh, you know, cuss at your kids. Let's start there. Right. Let's say that you're never, you said in your head, you're never going to cuss at your kids. Now you've set a boundary, right? The moment you cuss at your kids, now you're like, whoa hold on. You know, I had laid a boundary before I had put a line in the sand that this is a line that I wasn't going to cross. As soon as you do that, right, it gives you some self-awareness that again, you're getting outside, right? And then it could give you, it could start a conversation in your, you know, in yourself to start having these conversations of like where that, where that came from, right? Right. Um, and so it gives you some more self-awareness. Um, and that's, that's another, right. you know, some other things that we, we talked about as well. But right. I think that that's, the big thing is, again, you need to identify what you don't know. And again, a big part for me personally, where I've identified where I don't grow, where I am is, again, I, I'm going to emphasize this. It's the number one advice that I give every coach when they reach out and they want to expand their knowledge is to get a mentor. I don't care if you're 50 years mm -hmm. old, get a mentor, yep. 
Again, I, I, again, for example, there's guys that are much older than me that I'm a mentor for Mm -hmm. much older than me that lean on me for business advice, that lean on me for baseball advice, that lean on me for a lot of things. Right. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter how old you are. And again, too, just because I, I have a mentor too. Like I mentor from, I mentor, I got multiple in a lot of different areas, right? I got spiritual mentors. I got business mentors, right? I got baseball mentors, right? I got Muay Thai mentors, right? Different things that like, I got, I got uh, mentors when it comes to like editing, you know, marketing, Mm -hmm. like those are different things under the umbrella of business. Like I got mentors in a lot of different areas that like someone that is in the field, especially too, that has what you want in that area or has knowledge that you would, you would like to have, or has a relationship with their family that you would like to have. Those are great, Mm -hmm. again, people to mentor from and watch how they interact. And it's not necessarily, they have to be the best teacher. I mean, that'd be awesome. At the same time, sometimes it's just good to be around those people and just see how they go about their days and how they go about their business. And like if someone, right, you know, is a, you know, is the father that you would like to be, or someone's the hitting coach that you would like to be for their players or their athletes, like watching how they go about their business, how they interact and like all that, like just being in that circle is going to, you know, bring you some awareness of where you need to get better. Right. And the awareness too, like, I think we're, a lot of people fall up short or get frustrated with that is I do have mentors into certain areas of my life, but a lot of times they're not necessarily mentoring me in that area. It's more of the um, routines that they're doing. Where we is the, Correct. what do I mean by that? If I'm looking at just pitching or hitting guys, there's a pretty good uh, chance that what they do in that they do everywhere else. So like, yeah. What And that's where we talked about with the blind spot episode is that he's not just a great hitting coach. He's not just a great dad. He's probably good at most of the things he do because it's a lot bigger than that. And that's where people miss the boat is that, oh, I'm just going to go put all my eggs in this basket and not worry about all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. And now it's, it's, it's just like lifting weights. If all I do is bicep curls every day thinking I'm going to be a bodybuilder, your biceps going to be big, but your legs are going to be small. It's, it's all, it's all the same thing. You need to yeah. still need to work on uh, the total package. Um, and I also think a big thing today, and we don't need to open this up now, but a lot of people think they're open-minded and think that we're selfless, but in reality, we've gotten really good at saying the right things, but not necessarily doing the right things behind it. Yeah. Especially on, that's... especially with social media and business. It's like, We've conditioned ourselves and we've evolved to know what I need to say. Yeah. But where's the substance behind it? You know? Well, and I I think that really realistically, again, we're seeing that on social media. Again, that's a great topic to bring up is that we're seeing this because I think it all ties back to not getting left behind us being open-minded, right? And not only just being Mm open-minded, but like you're saying is like talking the talk, but also walking the walk, right? And again, this Mm -hmm. is actually something that we've been talking a lot um, about in my, um, I call it, I call it Jesus party, but it, uh, I call it Jesus mm-hmm. party, but it's a, it's my a Bible study. Okay. <laughs> and so we've been talking about, again, it's one thing to read the word, right. And agree with the word, right. It's a whole nother thing to actually walk the word and, and, and be the word. Right. And that's obviously right. where the bigger challenge is, right. You can agree that, um, you can agree that again, we should always, uh, love, love thy neighbor. Right. Let's take right. it simple. 
um, until your your neighbor is, you know, <laughs> some of you guys are already thinking about one of your neighbors and you're like, man, I ain't loving that guy. I hate that guy. Right. Right. Always parks in my parking right. spot. He's, you know, he you got weeds growing into my yard. He's got, you know, his branches are breaking off. He's he got this damn tree next to me that leaks into my pool, <laughs> whatever it is. Right. Like right. all of these things. And, um, you know, again, maybe he's just, you know, maybe he's an asshole, like whatever it is. Right. And so I think that that's a, that's a big thing is that um, it's just, understanding that it's one thing to believe it in, in theory. It's, it's one thing to like the idea of something. It's another thing right. to actually walk that life, right. right? It's one thing to agree with integrity. It's another mm -hmm. thing to walk in integrity. It's another, right. it's one thing to believe that, um, you know, to believe in uh, certain levels of character, if it's trust, if it's love, mm -hmm. if it's like, you know, these things, like these are, you know, simple concepts that we would all agree with, but like, how are we interacting? How are we doing those things? And like bringing awareness right. into them. And so, um, yeah, I think reflection nah. is, is big for those, you know, too, as well. And that's the, it's the foundation. It all comes back to it. You know, if you put pressure on a leaky pipe, it's gonna, it doesn't matter what you're doing. It's going to come out. I'm a broken individual and I'm trying to lead somebody and I, I'm adversity comes. It's, it's going to show it all comes back to the foundation. That's why we always talk about that. Like when we're doing business, when we're doing partnerships, like I would rather have somebody with a good high moral character and integrity and we'll figure out the rest. Cause I know if we have a good foundation, we can build on it, but there's so many people and it's not, it's not anybody's fault. If this is you, it's not your fault. It is your fault. If, if you realize that and you don't act on it, that's when it becomes the issue. But a lot of people don't realize it. We just, we're going through life trying to figure it out. We see all of these people putting on this great picture to the world when in reality, a good majority of us are broken. And that's why when people come on and speak with conviction, it's like, I want to listen to that guy. In reality, he's probably dealing with the same stuff you are mm -hmm. and being able to have that conversation, which I wasn't for a long time. I'll admit it. I was sitting here putting on the face, you know, I was living a lie. I was an enemy of the cross, all this, whatever you want to call it. But you're broken. There's a hole there. And as soon as you're working on the foundation, everything else is, I don't want to say easy, but it's simple. It, it really is because it, uh, it all comes down to the person that you are. And I feel like we've kind of lost that a little bit is like the individuality and all this stuff, you know? Yeah, no, I think, I think that that's, you know, again, obviously a big point there. And I think that that's a, a big thing to understand is with this is again, these are not the, the self-awareness conversations are not fun. They're not it's fun hard in the sense of being mm -hmm. like, I mean, don't be me wrong. It's kind of weird because again, I've wired my brain to like enjoy those conversations. Now I like, I'm, right. I'm sure like, again, if you measured it, I probably get some like dopamine hits by becoming self-aware. I literally will sit there. I'm, I'm like, again, a freak in a lot of ways of a being like, I'll literally sit there at night and be like, man, what could I do right now to make me more self-aware? Like what book could I read? You know what I'm saying? What, what could something like, what's going to step in my toes right now? You know? Right. And like, it's, it's weird. Like I'll actually look for those engagements because it's not that moment that gives me the endorphins. It's what comes after it. Every time I become more right. self-aware, I level up, I level up, I level up, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's the big thing for me is like what comes after it, not necessarily you know, stepping on my toes, you're like, Oh, I need to get better at that. But also too, I've also gotten better at like laughing at myself. Right. Be like, 
like where a lot of people like hold on to it. Like I was looking at that. Um, I was thinking about earlier today. I was, I was watching some of these people and I'm just like, so, um, because again, this isn't new again, when it, before social media, people were still like this again, no one likes to admit where they're wrong. Um, you know, mm-hmm. not no one, but again, in majority, right. right? It's very hard to admit when Human you're nature. wrong, right? Again, it, like it brings out your insecurities. No, you know, right. you want to, you want to deflect, you want to do all these other things. And so, um, social media has just gotten that worse. Or again, if you're on TV or a lot of those, like, again, if you're a TV personality to admit that you're wrong. Oh man. Right. Oh right. man. Right. right. And so, um, but I think realistically, again, people are very attracted to that now. People are very, sure. not now, but they've always been is again, it's actually yeah. the opposite. People are more attracted to people that will say that they're wrong. Right. right. Than necessarily, you know, the opposite way. So I think that that's yep. like a big thing for, for me personally. Right. Is, oh, yeah. that, you know, yeah. We were just having this conversation with my in-laws as like, how reactive is the world when we spend so much time talking about what everybody else is doing wrong just to make ourselves feel better about what we're doing wrong. When yeah. in reality, if we all just talk to, you know, like Joey's saying, we're not, we're not saying you get out there and, and yell to the world what your issues are. That's not what we're saying for people like Joey and I, that it does help me to stay accountable. When I tell people, if I have something that, that I need to help with, I'm going to tell somebody. Yeah. And we're not saying that that needs to happen on that scale, but that's the one way how I always gauge where I'm at mentally is like, how much time am I spending talking about other people? And when I see something on social media, how quick do I want to respond and say, you're wrong, as opposed to saying, why? Can you explain to me why? Or let's try to find the middle okay. ground here. My, 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 my favorite one is, I used to use this one a lot, is can you help me understand? Can right. you help me understand why? Can you help me understand? Can you help me understand? And I, I made this right. point. This is another thing um, that, again, I read in the Bible the other day, was it's one thing to question because you're trying to understand. It's another right. thing to question if you're trying to disprove. And when exactly. you come with those two different intentions, that's a different mm-hmm. thing. Again, people can feel your intentions. People aren't dumb. Like, this is what we do. We interact all day. <laughs> right. And again, we're always picking up on your intentions. Now, don't get me wrong, in written word, it even becomes even harder to interpret someone's intentions because, again, you don't have the facial expressions, you don't have the body language, you don't have all of those things, right? But Mm -hmm. that's a really big thing for us to understand is, again, like how you're asking questions are going to give off your intentions, right? Are you actually trying to understand or you don't believe it? So you're asking questions to like disprove what they're, you know, again, and right. Um, you know, again, I want to see what people see in certain things. And again, don't get me wrong. I get it. Uh, it it comes from that, that, that thought of like the beginner's mind. Um, again, also very good book. If you guys haven't read that, um, the beginner's minded, but it basically just talks about how, as we become experts, right. Or we become again, experts at life, or we have all this experience that we start to build. We start to limit possibilities as a natural product of us becoming an expert, and, you know, in anything, or again, just becoming less novice, right? Is that we mm-hmm. start to learn and have experiences to lean on. So we start to eliminate possibilities. The problem though, is again, we also eliminate possibilities that are also true, right? right? It hasn't worked for me, so it won't work for you, right? right? Or I've never experienced that. So it must not be true. That 
which again, a lot of time that isn't always the facts. Like don't get me wrong. Yes. And majority, like for example, um, you could say again, like the sky is green and you're like, no, you know, like right. it's always been blue every time I've looked at it, you know, like why would it yeah. be green? Right. And right. so that's our natural reaction to be like, what do you mean? You know, and that, that's, that's, that's again, certain guys, as soon as they put something out, like, um, like you're saying, Bo, is like, there's like this natural, uh, they start to have this, uh, there is this, um, what? Oh, another book that I really love. Thanks for the feedback. Very mm. good book. You need to learn how to take in feedback. Thanks yep. for the feedback. Very good book. One of my, right. one of my other favorite books. Okay. Yeah. It talks about, it talks about how one of the ways, for example, someone says something that steps on your toes and you respect them, you mm -hmm. respond differently than someone that you don't like telling you the exact same thing because right. of your relationship. Right. Yep. So that was one, that was just one thing. And it talks about within relationships and understanding, for example, let's say, let's say your boss comes over and tells you something, right. And they're holding you accountable for something. You're like, ah, oh, my boss tore my, ripped my ass. Da, 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 da. Right. Mm -hmm. He might be telling you the same exact information in the same exact way as maybe your coworker comes up and it's like, Hey, my man, like maybe literally almost identical. Right. But it's because they're your boss, there's going to be some natural tension between right. you and your boss, because again, they have, they're always providing you feedback, right? They're mm -hmm. always in that position. Almost for example, where you can connect with this is mo if you're a parent, you can connect. I tell him this all the time. I tell him the same things. You know how many times I have parents tell me, Oh, I, I told right. him the same thing last weekend. I told yep. him X, Y, Z, right? But it's coming from dad. It's coming from mom. You become white noise. I, uh, Dinkle talked about that in his episode, right? A bit like if I'm yelling all the time, right? If I'm yelling all the time, then everything, anytime I do, uh, my, now something's important to me and I get up, you know, again, I do get to that same point. It just becomes white noise to them, right? And that's the right. same thing like as a parent, you don't want to have that or as a coach or as someone that gets constantly providing feedback, you don't want to have that where, I'm constantly, you know, you're constantly in that, right. in that mode, right? Right. So how do you, which obviously I've think I've gotten better at taking feedback, but I, I may not, that sometimes is a blind spot to me, but how can we, how do you work on that? I mean, I, I know first off having the conversation is a start, but like in the real world and in our relationships, like how, how can we really work on that? I mean, yeah, I think what does I that think, look well, like? Do you think first, first off, I think you need, I, I was having this conversation the other day. Um, again, when we were at, um, Jesus party is someone asked me as well as because I'm always in conversations, mm -hmm. um, challenging conversations day in and day out. Right. Like right. again, um, anybody that's operating one as a coach, right? You're in a day-to-day, -day, you're having interactions with what somebody believes and what you are trying to get them to do or trying to help them understand, right? Right. So you're having those interactions day in and day out, back and forth, partnership. They're helping you understand what they feel. You're helping them understand. I'm having those conversations. Then right. on top of that, again, obviously is again, Bo, you and I are operating a business, right? So again, I talk about this all the time. You're operating again. You're operating, I'm operating, and I'm a CEO talking with other CEOs constantly, 
having these conversations about what their company, they're trying to help me understand and I'm trying to help them understand. So what I mean by that is again, every single day I'm having challenging conversations day Mm -hmm. in, day out, every single day with these interactions. So I constantly have to be having these, these interactions. So again, that's another, it gives an opportunity for me to get better at them and taking feedback. How many people are coming to me again, Bo, how many, how do you get better at customer service? Deal with a lot of customers, right? right? Deal with a lot of personalities. Now it doesn't guarantee results, right? It doesn't mean that you're just going to get better at customer service, but it does give you the opportunity to get better at these, these interactions. So again, Bo, how many times do you get an email of somebody, let's say someone's in a, um, um, sign up for farm plus, but they're having difficulty signing in or something, right? It, mm-hmm. Our process, again, we sign up a ton of people a day, right? So again, a, uh, if you're not signed up for farm plus and you listen to this, yeah, Hey, yo, out. Hey, yo, yeah. <laughs> drop that in there. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, uh, again, that's another thing. Again, link in the bio, drop it here, middle of the episode, <laughs> but <laughs> guys, guys, the same thing too, right? Let's say someone's struggling again, we, plenty of people are on farm plus every single day and they have no issues. This person, again, might just have some issues. Maybe they forgot their password, you know, some basic things you've gotten, as you do that more and more, you're used to having those conversations and being able to walk through them with someone to offer them solutions without, you know, again, taking it personal. Right. Right. Um, And so that's more of, um, you know, again, for, for one is just to be in that environment more often. Right. Right. Get in an environment of people, uh, again, I, and then on top of that, right. I got people surrounding me that are always giving me feedback and I open them to give me feedback. Right. So I got, I got you, I got, again, I got my, my, uh, I got Taylor, right. I got, I got people around me, right. I got a Skylar. I got people around me that are constantly giving me feedback. Right. Got yep. other business partners. Yep. Right. We got stuff where people are always giving us feedback. And so then I got personal feedback, professional feedback. And then also too, again, once a week, I'm also doing a Bible said that feedback. I'm also going to church where they're stepping on my toes that that feedback <laughs> so reading every single day. So I get that feedback, right? All of this feedback every day of where I could get better. Right. right. And I'm taking in all of this every single day that you start to get, I start to get much more numb at somebody giving me feedback. I don't take it I, I literally said the line today, we're going to give a shout out to Carlos James again, baby. Don't hear the bark, <laughs> hear the message. And I, I literally yep. said that this morning. I'm like, hey, when you hear me giving you feedback, don't hear the bark, right? I'm just right. providing, there's a message there. Like, don't, don't, I'm not mad at you, right? I know yep. that usually when you're getting criticized that like someone's mad at you. I'm like, I'm not mad at you. I'm just giving you right. feedback. I'm just giving you feedback right. on, on what I'm, you know, how, to, um, yeah. you know, how you interact and what's, you know, going on that's what I want you to get out there is the environment because being business owners, naturally, you just need it. It's adapt or die. Like it is Darwin's law it, in practice every single day. And so it's conditioned us to take this feedback. What I was getting out there is that you need to find that kind of environment for you. And that really starts with the relationships. Like people that I have in my life know now by the groundwork that I've laid and the relationships I've, I've had, that that's what I want. You look at people that are reactive and, and more close minded, I guess, yeah. almost all of their relationships aren't, they're not in depth. Like no. I was so just talking so. with somebody this weekend about that, that, and they were, we were talking about this and I said that, I said, you need to 
uh, lay the groundwork for those relationships. Like people might see it. Your mom might see it. Your brother might see it, but you're not open to it because the, the relationships aren't there. And yeah. we're, you're a product of your environment, but even more than that, you're a product of what you put out in your environment. Yeah. And that's why I think it's a great thing you need to find that place and that group. That's a small group or a larger, whatever that is like, yeah, that's you, bro. Yeah. That's that, you. And that, that will, and that's, and that's the thing. And that's the thing I was literally going to say is like, uh, again, a Maxwell thing that I loved that when he's talking about Maxwell's talking about again, like your blind spots. It's so funny because we do all of this work to hide where we're weak for sure. Meanwhile, everybody around us, they know where we're weak. They know yep. because they have to deal with you on a day in and day out basis. If you think you're hiding anything, you're not hiding anything. They know yep. that you're not, again, if you were strong in this area, you would be strong in that area. You can't yep. hide that you're weak in this area, right? Right. Instead, you need, again, self-awareness as you knowing that you're weak in this area. And then either, yep. again, it's okay. Some areas were so, uh, for example, let's say you're not, uh, for me, I mean, I mean, I, I know, Bo, you and I talked about this. I could be very critical for sure, mm -hmm. right? There's a time right. and a place for my personality. There's also not a time and a place for my personality, right? right? And so when I'm weak and there's this moment where I'm like, I'm just aware of it now. And I'm like, I need someone that is going to, again, I need someone to come in here and pat him on the ass, right? Mm -hmm. Or if we're at Dutch Bros and <laughs> we're at Dutch Bros yeah. getting a coffee and I don't yeah. want to, you know, I don't want to have the surface level conversation with this guy at the window and like, you know, talk about nonsense the whole time. Like, Again, right. I'll be like, hey, Bo, could you talk to this guy? Or because, you know, I know he's going to want to talk and he's just doing a job. But it's just like my brain's right. in a million other places and I'm not going to be able to be here with him right now. Right. Right? I'm just aware of where I am at mentally, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. that's yeah. where, again, you want to hire where you're weak. Everybody around you just wants the self-awareness is less about you and more about everyone else. I tweeted that the other day, right? For sure. More about everybody else. They right. want to know it helps people. So many people around you when they know that, you know, when they know yeah. that, you know, that you're, you're like, Hey, I know I'm kind of being critical right now. Boom. Like that opens up the conversation. Like, Hey, I know I'm kind of being critical right yeah. now. You know, I could be a strickler on movement. You know, I could be this, you know, you know, I know that it, sometimes I can, you know, you could hear the bark, you know, yeah. and that's that conversation after the conversation, right? I go through a, 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 a critical, you know, discussion I had this morning, right? And then at the end, I'm like, hey, again, don't hear the bark, hear the message. I'm not upset with right. you. That, that conversation after the conversation is so mm -hmm. important. So right. important to circle back and you know, make sure they love. And you guys know this as, again, if you're a, a parent, right? You scold them about something. They did something, they were bad. Your kid did something, right? They need to not do that, right? You know you need to discipline them, but you also need to love them. You know, you also need to let them know that you love them and that you care about them. And you know, like you also need to have that conversation too, you know, right. and it's, it's both yep. of those conversations together, not just one. Right. I think that a big point you made that I want to drive home to is the um, physical awareness and like where we're trying to hide our weaknesses or hide our struggles, hide our anxieties. People around, you know, like you, you, you nailed it. And good example of this I was talking to my mom about something that I've struggled with a lot and she said I've known that since you were like 12 I'm yeah. 27 you know and it's like it's been an elephant in the room but it's because that's what that's the stress and anxiety I placed on myself Joy and I talk about all the time how much anxiety do we place on ourselves 
because we're trying to hide all this stuff instead if we just call the elephant out in the room yeah. now i can have conversations with people and it doesn't have a hold on me you still got to work on it it's not yeah. like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna tell joy this thing i'm struggling with and tomorrow morning i'm gonna wake up and it's gonna be gone that's not the case yeah but now you're opening the door for the conversation and if you don't think that that's true that people around you know things that you haven't even said yet they do trust they me do. they do yeah trust everybody me. around you is blatantly aware that uh you're not good at taking criticism Everybody around right. you is blatantly aware that this upsets you, right? Or that you're insecure mm -hmm. about this or that you're insecure about that. Or every time it comes up, you know, you're, you're um, you know, again, that you need to work on your interactions with your family or that, you know, every time, right. you know, like everybody around you knows, they know, mm -hmm. they just, again, again, they might not, you might not be good at taking feedback or again, then they don't feel like comfortable giving you feedback, whatever that right. is. Right, like right. You're not hiding anything, like yeah, thing that again, it's it's more of an insecurity of you not putting it out, and also too, you release the hold on that, and that's another um, another book uh, that I like as well is Never Split the Difference, right? Never Split the Difference is a you know he's a he was like a international I think he was an FBI agent right that used to do all these negotiations for like hostages, right? Mm -hmm. And so he used to go with like these like um, like imagine like again, negotiating, I know we don't negotiate, but imagine negotiating with a terrorist, right? Right. Like this is a guy having these conversations or somebody robbing a bank or something like mm -hmm. that, right? And they have hostages, right? And he's having these negotiations. And one of the things that he talks about is like, he'll call the elephant out in the room, addressing mm -hmm. the elephant. And the first thing he'll do is say, look, I know you don't trust me. Right. Well, instantly, right? That, that was the elephant in the room. Like, I don't trust this cop. Like, again, he- right. The moment I walk out of here, the moment I read, they're going to kill me. They're going to do you know, all these crazy conversations, right? To extreme. He's talking about in that conversation where he'll put a, you know, again, you, you want to name the emotion, right? And you're naming mm -hmm. the emotion of trust. That's the issue. I know that you right. don't trust me, or it sounds like you don't trust me, right? Right. Or it sounds like this makes you upset, or it sounds like I'm frustrating you. Or it sounds like um, um, when I do this, right, that, um, you know, it might, it might make you feel up, you know, it might make you feel insecure about, you know, I know some things from your past or whatever, whatever it is, right? So right. Um, putting a title or a, and naming the emotion is definitely a way to start those conversations. But also, too, um, like you're saying, I want to tie that back in and just like, when you're going to explain things and say, you know, put a title on it saying like, mm -hmm. Hey, I know, I know guys that, um, I can be a bit critical. Boom. Right. Right. You put a title on it and they're like, you are, you are a bit critical. Actually. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy you brought that up. Right. That's how I was feeling. You know, I know I can yep. be a little, you know, on your toes. I know, I know this isn't an easy conversation. I know right. that, you know, this is going to be tough. I know that, you know, this doesn't exist. I know that I'm asking you to do something that is difficult, you know? And mm -hmm. then like, that is a great way to call the elephant out in the room and to start those right. conversations where again, people are more willing to have a conversation with you, you know? Right. And when you do that and you're vulnerable, a big piece of the, um, the reciprocal conversation there is being able to have the conversation and call people. This is an art. This is why I love therapists and psychologists. Yeah. Being able to have the conversation 
without having the deep conversation. Like they don't even, sometimes you don't even realize that you're talking about something deep because you're simply reiterating what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, Joey. I hear what you're saying pretty soon now. You're gained a trust with them and you're not being like disrespectful because I think that's where as humans, we, like you said, we don't like to be told you're wrong. We don't like to be attacked. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people, when we're having like an intervention or when we're trying to change the behavior, it's more like a, um, we come from a place of, it's, it's from a place of love, but the conversation, the way we say it, it's like attacking. And a lot of that's because we're emotional. We're emotional creatures, well, especially, especially if it's family or somebody we care about. Like, yeah, it might be from a place of love, but I'm barking at you now. And yeah. a lot of people, it doesn't matter what you're saying. All they're hearing is you barking. Yeah. Well, you know? and it also, it also matters too. Like if you're talking about like a pillar of their foundation, the more rooted this thing is. And if it's something that mm. is a big blind spot that they don't believe in is a, is an issue for them. Ooh, right. You're going to have a deep, you're going to have 100%. a tough conversation. Like, again, imagine if, again, if I say, if I say to somebody like, Hey, um, I know you have some deep insecurities about you and your dad. Whoa. Mm -hmm. If that's a pillar of you and you're like, and again, you, they haven't said it out loud and you don't have that relationship to be able to talk that conversation again, especially like you're in a a professional environment. Yo. Yeah. Like, you know, again, it can be out of place, you know, now if you have a relationship with them and you guys have built this bond where you guys can have these conversations, well, that's a different thing. Right. Right. But in reality, right now like that is not the case right and and right. so uh, those could yep. be if you're gonna that's gonna be you can have somebody respond emotionally right because they're gonna co- instantly get defensive instantly right. like what are you talking about why would you even bring that up like like deflect 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 you're an asshole <laughs> right. you know, like, like they're in, sure. you, know, you know anytime there's a uh, i like to say anytime you've hit a nerve right? Or a, um, you're getting a charged emotional response, like hitting a nerve, right? You've hit a foundation, right? You've hit a, you've right. hit a foundational rock that is, hasn't been addressed and maybe what you guys need to talk about, but just know right. that there's going to probably be that. Right. Back. Exactly. And that usually is the case. That's what I always argue about when especially when I was in like the master's program is that everything that we do, they, they might be small behavioral things. I'm reactive. I don't take criticism. Well, maybe I want to point everything out for somebody that's wrong. There is a deep foundational crack there and you got to pry at it. I mean, hell, Joy and I have been friends for six years now and we're still constantly working on each other. And now we know where we can, you know, what we can do, what we can, but it's, it's a, it's a thing you always have to work at the issue with a lot of people and especially families or people that are, you're trying to make a big behavioral change. They do it too quick. And now you ruined the relationship and I don't trust you. And I think you're an asshole and you were probably right. That's, yeah. and that's the worst part in all of it is you, you were right, but now you just ruined the relationship. Yeah. You know, you gotta know, you gotta, you gotta know how, how far to push. Um, yeah. And so when we're, when, yeah. when, Go ahead. Were you going to say something else? No, I was just going to say that like, that's, um, um, that, that's a big thing is just knowing your relationship with someone. And again, he talks about that too. And never split the difference is know where you're at, right. They're building a quick rapport, 
right? And, and early in the conversation, he can't push for something that he could late in the conversation, right? right. The timing of when you bring things up and when you have those interactions. And again, one of the things I've actually learned from Twitter that I really liked is asking like an athlete or asking anybody permission, like, did you want feedback right now? Or did you just want me to listen? Right. If you just want me to listen, like I can do that. Right. If, and now mm-hmm. if they say, no, 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 I wanted your feedback. Now they're going to be mentally in a place to take in your feedback or for you yep. to talk about some things and be like, Hey guys, like, is this a good time? I wanted to talk about some difficult things. Like this was going to be a difficult conversation, like preparing yep. them mentally to walk into this, these spaces too, you know? Yeah. That reminded me of the, um, Rick Warren, uh, Saddleback church. I remember he was talking about what he did early on in his marriage and it, it relates on a bigger scale, but he was always so reactive with his wife early on in their marriage to where he would just listen and automatically respond. So mm. what did he start to do? He would write down, he would let her talk for an hour and would not say one word and just write everything down. Mm. And now at the end, he'd say, do you want my feedback or do you just want me to listen? And I've been trying to practice that on Twitter. It's been hard. I know a couple of weeks ago, I was starting to put people on blast, but I always try to, and that's what I ask myself when I'm looking at this is, do you think this guy wants feedback? Is he in a place to accept my feedback or should I just look at what he's saying and move on? Because believe me, guys, Twitter, the phone, there's this weird thing where you can just go like this <laughs> and scroll right past it. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I mean, when, when we tie this back in, Joe, and we wrap it up a little bit, where can we start to try to make the difference in some of this stuff? Let's say I've realized I'm maybe a little bit far behind, or maybe I haven't even realized I'm being lapped. Like, how can we start to try to bridge the gap, I guess, between those two parties? Yeah, well, I mean, I think I think the big the big thing is first is that is the the educating yourself, right? And again, I don't like the thing I don't like the thing of being like, you need to go get educated. Okay, what does that mean? And also right. too, maybe you are having an incomplete picture. So you think somebody, again, you, so you have an incomplete picture. So you are behind, but you think you're ahead. Okay. What right. I mean by that is stop looking at everybody around you in the sense of being like, who's you're more educated. It's not a competition, right? It's about becoming more self-aware, right? And realistically, again, my first thing, what I would say, Bo, is get plugged into the Bible. That's what I would say. That would be my first thing because that's my biggest self-awareness comes from my foundation, which for me is the Bible. Now, don't get me wrong, there's going to be, you know, whatever you want your things to be, but I want to give you, again, for mine, is again, getting plugged in and all of my stuff stems from that, right? That's my foundation, right? Right. But, but for, for when it comes to like into the space is that you have to start to learn about what you don't know, right? And, and not, you got to step outside your boundaries a little bit, right? Like, um, again, I'm reading like I got nine books right now next to my bed that I'm currently reading about a whole bunch of subjects. And one of them, again, I like challenged myself with was, again, becoming a better man, becoming a better Christian. Right. So I'm reading certain books. Right. To like challenge me in, in those ways that I know those things I can do better. And so, right. you know, there's certain things where, again, if it's biomechanics. Right. If it's, um, you know, uh, I got a psychology book like right now I'm reading a book called um, how to talk to, how to talk to kids, uh, how to talk. So kids will listen and listen. So kids will talk. Mm. Right. So again, that's like another that. way with like me communicating, like my communication, right. Um, I'm reading a book on, you know, like scaling businesses. I'm reading a book on, 
um, uh, products. I'm reading a book on discipline. I'm reading a book on um, being multifaceted. I'm reading a book on, again, another communication book. Um, and then also another uh, Christian book. You know, so I got a whole bunch, I got a whole bunch of books over there that I'm reading. Right. But again, these are all areas that I've identified that I can be better. Right. And that I can learn right. more from and not just reading books about things that affirmation bias books, right. Or not right. reading things on social media or following people on social media that just make me feel good, you know, for sure. But you got to be careful right. with that again. Um, someone reminded me of this quote the other day, but again, don't take feedback from people that you wouldn't take advice from. Don't take criticism sure. from people that you wouldn't take advice from. Right. Yep. So uh, watch you're getting criticism. Everybody's spitting out criticism, but again, reading a book, right. You can do it private in your own, you can do it private in your own house. Something steps on your toes. You just not publicly like that's good too. Right. And also right. in environments where that is an open thing where you're constantly getting feedback and everybody's talking to each other with love. You have a circle of trust, right. And yeah. everybody, again, everybody has good intentions where they're giving you feedback because they, they love you and, and, and want, you know, to help you. Um, not necessarily right. because, um, you know, um, they want to devalue you and make themselves feel better. Yeah, I agree with that stuff. You know, I agree. I would just say for step one, free people find out what's triggering you in social media. And like Joey saying, that could also be, if nobody's triggering you, it's probably cause you're not challenging yourself with anybody around you either. Yeah. <laughs> That's, you're not- if you're not getting challenged or you're not feeling like, I feel like my toes are probably stepped on at least once a day, at least. Oh, for sure. At least my toes are being stepped on right now by my dog. So I don't know if that counts, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At least once a day. No, I agree though. Somebody's like challenging my beliefs or I'm, I'm going. And also too, I'm, I'm also highly critical obviously of myself too. So, right. um, you know, again, I, I do a lot of reflecting a lot of things like, man, I should, you know, how I could handle conversations better how we can do podcasts yep. better, how we can run the business better. Like I'm constantly critiquing and like figuring out how we can level right. up, you know? For sure. Yep. Agreed. Keep your eyes out, folks. Farm Plus, other content coming shortly. Yes. Some up major, on board. Some major stuff coming here pretty soon. Pumped about it. Yeah. So, okay. Well, guys, until next time, <laughs> farm system out.